Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good afternoon. It is January 10th on a Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live and show number, what, 230? 228. 228. I keep getting a little bit ahead of, of myself for whatever reason. I don't know why. Well, next next week is leap year. That's the way to remember that <laughs> yes. one. And then we move on. Yeah. But uh, 228 is our show number today. Uh, we do have a busy show. I do see that we have David with his hand raised. And we'll get to you, David, right after we get through our panels here real quick. So, uh, Chris, we'll go to you, and then, uh, like I say, David, you'll come up uh, right after Sean is done here. And before we start the NFL, yes. so um, so the panels will occur first. <clears throat> During my panel, I'll be talking about the, some of the players that are not playing in the Australian Tennis Open, and boy, it's coming up quickly. Of course, golf started last week so in Hawaii, so oh. Australia is going to start the tennis season on the uh, next Monday. Then we have the NFL, of course, the final. All the seedings are set. We got, thank goodness, got through the DeMar uh, Hamlin business, and, and he's in good shape. He's gone to Buffalo to be in the hospital there with right with, with the team so they can help with everything, and it, it'll be really cool for them uh, throughout the playoffs. So the NFL, we've got uh, college sports, of course, uh, baseball, NBA, NHL, and then we've got two obituaries we want to try to get to this week, and I think we'll be able to this week for um, – Pele and Kathy Whitworth because we haven't been able to do them and they're the all-time greats in their sport basically so we want to do that so Venus Williams is not going to play she's out of the Australian Open because of an undisclosed injury in Auckland and uh, in, uh, in practicing I think for a ter- tournament over there Naomi Osaka is going to be out uh, because of uh, continuing issues with psychology uh, issues that she's dealing with and the men's number one Carlos Alcaraz he, he and he won the Open, and, and, and uh, but he's going to be uh, uh, out, uh, you know, the U.S. Open, but he's going to be out uh, of Australia at the time. And for so, the first time in like three years, Chris, uh, Djokovic will be able to play in Australia. So That's right. Yeah. So uh, Rafael Devers, uh, we had good news with the Red Sox, and today we got some bad news with the Red Sox. Rafael Devers signed an 11-year deal. We'll talk about the money later, uh, the longest deal the Red Sox have ever ever given, and uh, people were very happy about that. People think that that may have happened because of the Winter Classic, because uh, this will be the urban legend. Even if it didn't happen, it's a good story. The people were yelling at John Henry going through the ballpark on uh, on uh, new, you know day after New Year's about that. He uh, reacted and, and signed him. I don't know what this, whether that's true or not, but it's a good story. It's, it's like the story with the cab driver talking Red right back out of going to New York. It's just a good story. Um, and But we got some bad news today, and this was breaking news uh, with uh, uh, Trevor Story, who now has an injury, calling a, a brace uh, surgery on his elbow, 
And I don't know how long he's going to be out. As a matter of fact, Heim Bloom is supposed to have a press conference today and, and talk about that sometime this afternoon. And, uh, you know, my problem with this whole thing with this team with injuries is they don't get to things. They wait. They do watchful waiting and stuff. And it just doesn't seem to work out for them. I've been hearing all kinds of people talking about this one's going to come back, that one's going to come back, and, oh, now it's going a little slower. We're not hearing anything. They put a news blackout on the injuries. It's, you know, Rick and I can't remember if he it was his elbow he hurt last uh, in the middle of the season last year, but he hardly played in July on. I'll tell you that. And if he needed surgery, why couldn't they figure that out? If there was any possibility he needed surgery, you figure that out in October, and he'd be halfway through his rehab or wherever he'd be because it's not Tommy John but it's, it's another kind of surgery that is going to take some time uh, the Crafts uh, know that people aren't happy with the Patriots finish of course they missed the playoffs uh, 8 and 9 and uh, they said they, were, they will contemplate changes so we will see they sent something to their season ticket holders to tell them that so we'll see what that means we'll talk more about that when we get to the Patriots the Bruins and they're just uh, coming across Chris that the Red Sox are now thinking they may try to sign Elvis Andrews I don't know that that moves the needle a whole lot uh, Oh, 10, 10 uh, look, 15 years ago. He's, he's, he's almost Elvis, as old as Elvis Presley now. Uh, <laughs> Elvis is, well, is a decent player, but he's not going to be a, a very good solution for your problem. No, no, you need a second baseman and just to fill in. you got to get somebody. Uh, the Bruins in, have won 32 games in 40, and that's the first time, first team since the 1945 Montreal Canadiens to do that. Uh, uh, back, then, there were, back then, there were just 50 games to be played, and uh, – David USF, when he put the story in, was not aware of that. And I remember hearing about that. That was the first controversy about a record. Before Roger Maris, that same year, Bobby Hull was going for 50 goals in 50 games because Rocket Richard had done it in 1943. And uh, he, you know, did I don't remember if he made it in the 50 or not, but the old people were saying, hey, we only played 50 games back then. If he doesn't do it, you know, didn't count all that stuff. So that was the uh, Bruins right now are 32, 4 and 4, uh, 68 points. And Toronto uh, won the cup that year, not Montreal. Remember these great regular seasons don't necessarily always add up. Celtics 29 and 12, the top uh, team in the East, and they're halfway through their schedule. And they've actually beaten the wonderful Chicago Bulls, who are just yeah. uh, struggling to stay around 500. So they finally beat them last night. So that was something. So anyway, that's kind of a long panel, but with and, they're news and the Bulls were the supposed to be better this year. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but a little breaking news thrown in there, but Rick, what's going on with you? It's Rick Swan, the host to be named later. Okay, we're getting ready for the playoffs. I'm getting excited. Um, I was, I was, you've been in coverage this last week, but the Giants who played nobody and ended up putting a scare into Philadelphia. Um, even Kenny Galladay caught a touchdown pass. Wow. Now, you know, you know, this last week of the season, and so many people don't play, but the ones that do sometimes are after incentives, and we have to feel sorry for Kenny Galladay because he just fell 74 receptions short of winning his incentive. Yeah. So he's not going to get um, and it, it was bad. Boy, it was worse this year than ever. I mean, we won, I won that fantasy football league, and we do a thing at the end of the year called the scramble where everybody, because nobody plays, everybody picks a team, and it's like picking an all-star team. So during the regular season, a, a good week for our league is around 100 points. A scramble usually, it usually takes about 160. Last year was 163 to win it. This year, the winning score was like in the 70s. It was awful. <laughs> I know. A <laughs> um, couple of footballs. First of all, the NFL uh, in general, I, I always, and I, I know the NFL is number one. There is no number two, but it, some of these stats always blow my mind. I mentioned it just a little while ago. On Christmas Day, the uh, Celtics and Bucks are playing, you know, about the best matchup you can get in the NBA. And opposite them are the Rams and the Broncos, about the worst you can get in the NFL. The basketball game did 6 million viewers. The football game did 22.6 million. That's crazy. And then they just come out this week with the 100 most watched uh, programs on TV this year. 82 of them were NFL events. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and some quarterback stats. I believe we had, as best I could count up, 66 different quarterbacks started games this year in the NFL. That is wow. correct. Yeah. Um, going into week, not counting week 18, because that's strange. Um, going, week 17, there was only 17 of the 32 teams that were starting the quarterback that they started the first week of the season. And there's only 11 teams that started the same quarterback in every game. Wow. And I'm going to list these 11 games. You tell me what they have in common. The Giants... The Packers, the Lions, the Vikings, the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Bills, the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Uh, mostly winning records. Yeah. Well, going into week seven, uh, 17, they're either all in the playoffs or we're fighting for a playoff spot. Right, that too. Yeah. Yeah, so that just shows you what the quarterback means, and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, now the person that's just as valuable to us, Perry. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Rick. Uh, Bill, I, I did have a chance to go look. Uh, we were talking before about uh, the topic on the coffee club tomorrow is going to be IRA and their rates. And we were talking about other things you can use if, you know, if, if you don't want to pay those rates. And here are the four that I have. I have can't find tap, tap, see, uh, be my eyes and seeing AI. So if you, if any of those four are, you know, check out those four, and it, it, you know, you might find one of those that you like. Well, the college football game last night was um, terrible. Might be one of the nicest words for it. It was <laughs> pure awful. But um, I had turned it off at halftime and uh, started flipping my XM dial around to see to, and I wound up on some NBA games. So believe it or not, that was better than than uh, the college game last night. <clears throat> and uh, no college basketball really last night. That all comes no. back tonight. Yep. And uh, so tonight and moving forward, uh, the colleges, it's mostly basketball now. Of course, in the Big Ten and yep. places like that, you have hockey. But um, most people will be following basketball in the college ranks. Our yep. NFL playoffs start with our super wild card weekend this weekend. And uh, we get a lot of rematches, which yep. is interesting. Yep. And uh, I, I, a lot of people... Hopefully this doesn't hex you guys, Rick, but a lot of people mm-hmm. are giving you guys a chance in Minnesota this weekend. So oh, yeah. hopefully that hopefully me. That, yeah. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> that doesn't put the hex on you guys. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, what uh, I was gonna we we didn't talk about it before, but what I'm suggesting is that we do the schedule and then after that we'll go through them again and just to put the schedule together and then make the six picks and we can all yep. look full like fools afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward but to it. Some of yeah. the, some of my thinker are easier than others, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I this, I like the six uh, the six game weekend. It it just makes the first weekend I think good. And it's good nap time if it gets to be a game like That's the right. uh, college game. You say okay, next game's a four thirty, two o'clock. Good time for a nap. Good time yeah. for a nap. And of course, we had some big baseball news today. For all of you baseballers, stay around because yep. we do have some. Not only the Trevor Story news, there, there's other stuff out there too. So stay around for that. And uh, Sean McVay, by the way, the coach of the Rams, has told his his uh, assistants they can start looking for jobs with other teams if they wish. I wonder if that's a, a hint that he might be thinking about going to TV. Yep. But we yeah, will so. wait and see what happens there. And uh, Bill, the Colts just didn't quite get any better, did they? <laughs> no. They, it started with Sunday. There was a classic struggle between Houston and the Colts. Which team could give away the game? I mean, if Houston had it on the line, they would get the first draft choice. So 
They, they go back and forth, back and forth a little bit, especially in the second half. The Colts come back, take the lead. Houston comes back, fourth and 20 on the 28-yard line. What do they do? Complete a pass to the end zone, score the touchdown, and... You know, they're down by, what, one point or something? Down like. by one point, so he goes for two. He goes for two. He gets two. Now the Colts are down. Poor Sam Ellinger. He's just not there, okay? He's a little better, but whatever. But he messes up, and over the game is over, and the Colts have now got the fourth fourth pick in the, in the NFL draft. So I suppose that's good. Now it's just a matter of what quarterback they're going to take uh, which one and we'll be talking about that over the next week but that was the game and then then you got Jeff Saturday going um, you know he wants to be considered and he thought he could really do a good job he could make some changes and you've got the Colts color analyst on the post game show and on their show they did last night the Colts wrap up saying you know, he, Rick Venturi's been a, he was the interim coach of the Colts at one time, and he coached at Cleveland or New Orleans. He's been around. Rick Venturi has. But he said, he said, I hate to say it, but, but Jeff Saturday is one of the worst coaches he's ever seen. He said, it's like putting, uh, you know, him in with a bunch of sharks. He's not up for it. And no. he'll probably lose his job over that one. But, you know, he said exactly what he thought. But then comes Vic Ballard today and, and Chris Ballard, I meant to say. And, Making all is, you know, this is on me, this is on me, this is on me. And someone said, well, why do you still have your job then if you're as bad as you say you are? Well, you know, I've got, you know, four more years left on my contract. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, we got $30 million on the line here. So that's probably what it came down to, really, when it when it gets down to it. But we'll see. And Ballard, of course, is contrite, and he says, we're going to try to move up if we need to, to to get the number one draft choice. I don't think I would quite do that because I think you'd give up too much. But we'll see what happens there. But it was interesting, and it's good for sports talk for the next three or four months. Yep. until I kind of don't know... And I know, Sean, you follow it kind of like I do. I don't know that you really to get the – I mean, Bryce Young is considered good and C.J. Stroud is considered good. I don't know that you have to really move clear to number one to get him, though. Yeah, no. there's no big number one. Yeah. No, there's, there's no I big I mean, the Bears I don't think are going to draft a quarterback, and I think no. – No, no, they won't. They won't. No. I, think the, they may, I think the Bears – maybe a are, defensive stud that they like. I you think know. the ba- I think what the Bears are trying to do, and I've seen this on, on the Chicago media, they're, they're certainly trying to trade the pick and, and, and accumulate yeah, picks heard. if they can. That's yeah. really yeah. what they probably ought to do. But, yeah. Yeah. but on the but, other side of it, they'll, they'll target a defensive stud, and they'll say, well, we don't have to trade it. Because what you do in that negotiation is say, we don't have to trade the pick. You know, we right. can take X You know, because we need a real great defensive lineman or whatever it is they, they're saying. Because they don't need a quarterback. They're one of the few teams that doesn't. Yeah, but at the same time, if you, if there is no big number one, then it's hard to get a team to pay what they have to to move up to number one to take that. I'm not sure that's what I'm hearing with Bryce Young. Yeah. What a lot of people the, the criticism he's too a good short. quarterback, yes, but the criticism of him is he's he's short. Mm. 
And then the criticism of C.J. Stroud, he's taller than Bryce Young, but he's not as quite as accurate as Bryce Young. Plus, he has okay. world-class receivers. Yeah. I was going yeah. to ask you guys, what would you think of, I mean, we keep hearing next year this Caleb Williams that he is from USC is a generational talent. Um, if you were Houston or Indy or a team like that, would you consider trading this year's first pick for next year's first pick? Now, to, you know, to like, to yeah, like another a, Indy, yeah. like say Houston trading with Indy, back and forth. <laughs> no. Figuring the team that gets two picks this year, that's fine. But, but this gives whoever makes the trade two pick, hopefully two high picks next year. Hopefully number one. If not, two, they can bundle the trade up to number one. It's similar to the Larry yeah. Bird situation. Yeah. I, think, I, think like a, I think that's a good question. You know, that is a good, good, good question. But it's interesting talk, and this is some of our favorite time of the year because that's oh, all yeah. we can do yep. is talk. We sure can't play football, so yeah. we can talk and <laughs> have a you know that and my Reds. Well, what can I yeah. say? And we'll move on. And Perry, I'll take your suggestions to the meeting and my radio should be there in Florida waiting on me so I'm going to get ready to do the review of what I call it my sports and news radio so you know we'll be doing that I I do have that by the way I I have that though saved in my Amazon thing so I'm I'm I want to hear your demo before I actually get it, but I'm looking at it. Right. And just just listen to the demo and see what you think. And like I said, you know, it's not like every quarterback's for every team. This right. may not be for everybody else. But you try to be honest and upfront. And, and speaking of which, honest, upfront, and a star in his own right, especially on the boxing podcast. Robert, take it away. Oh, well, thank you, Bill. And, uh, yeah, boxing uh, resumed last week, so I have another full year ahead of me as far as that goes. Uh, and it's a lot better to look forward to than my football team, uh, uh, especially when I might wind up at 46-year-old Tom Brady. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, the Brady watch is on. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. And everybody in Las Vegas is just giddy over the possibility of having 46-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, I, JT, I, JT certainly wants him. Uh, yeah, yep. I know. I, uh, yeah, so does my friend Q. He's, he's all excited about, oh, we're going to have the best to ever do it. Well, he's 46 years old, and Father Time is undefeated. And uh, Devonta Adams did come out and say he's going to stay a Raider, but he does want to say so on who's going to be throwing him the ball. And I don't. And he he clearly stated to the management, and he put it in the media so they understood. I want a younger guy that we can work with. In other words, don't get me a 46 year old Tom Brady. How about he, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, no, no, he wants he, he, he wants somebody uh, you know younger. That he, Been there, know, done that, says yeah, uh, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he basically said, "I will stay a Raider as long as you get a younger quarterback." If you, he he flat out said in the media, "If you bring in somebody older, aka Tom Brady," he said, "Then I am going to request trade." You know, I he said, "I don't want nothing to do with any more old folks throwing me the football." You know. He want he wants somebody that he can work with for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't have a whole lot to look forward to as far as baseball or my hockey team is concerned. The only thing I can really concentrate on now is my boxing and my basketball team. Uh, uh, they're uh, they're uh, doing what they need to do, even though we got players out. So. Those Robert, I need to ask you, because we're hearing all these dire stories about California weather, what's the situation where you are? Oh, um, it's not as bad here as what you hear for, like, the Bay Area or Los Angeles. 
the bigger the bigger populated areas, Sacramento, L.A., San Francisco, those are the ones that are going to have to worry. Uh, we have flooding issues here, but they're not as bad as, as what you hear in the bigger cities. What we have to worry about here is the possibility of, of snow being added to the rain because we live closer to the mountains and, uh, you know, that's going to And, and the, you know what, as bad, Robert, as it was for those TCU fans last night, I guess they had a leak in the roof at uh, SoFi Stadium last well, night. Not a le- ju- it's not a leak. It's not a leak. Ju- it's the way it's built. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, whatever. And that just happened to be right where the TCU fans were. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never rains, um, but it pours. Well, remember the, the way But SoFi it never rains in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, they played remember, coming out of one of their breaks on the TCU network. Uh, yeah. Remember <laughs> the way SoFi is built and, uh, built, and David can come in and talk about it. Uh, they have, um, it's not an actual rule, because uh, it, it, they, they're open on the side. Where, you know, on the end. Yeah. On the end. Yeah. The, so the end maybe, that's, maybe that's where the extra water came from. I don't know yep. if David can talk about that, because I don't know if he's been there. But Yes, he has. He went to a Rams game a couple years ago. Yep. But yeah, he, he when he comes on, he can actually talk about that. But uh, well, for no, the moment, that, David has left the building, so we may have, maybe I broke his news with back. Trevor Story or something. He likes to break news. I might have ruined yes. his day. Anyway, well, and not only that, he might be working, guys. He might. So, he could yeah. be. Yeah. He might. So anyway, we, but not over. only do we have fun with each other, we have fun with our listeners too. We That's do. Right. Yes, we do. But so uh, I'll turn it over to Sean, and maybe he's got something uh, more interesting to discuss here. Well, yeah, the way it was explained, first of all, was the now that the end zone areas are open kind of the end zone and parts of the side. So it was raining in and the wind was blowing with the TCU people. But I was going to go, I was going to go back to what Rick was talking about, about the, I find it amazing. 28 million people were watching TV on Christmas day. That says something between 22 million and 6 million. But I heard, I was also going to talk about that, how 82 of the top 100 shows were football. And, you know, and that kind of goes along with, as you talk about, yes, sports and news are the two sports and news talk shows kind of, you know, and regular news are the shows that people watch live. Everything else, they're not even watching on TV. They're watching on the streaming services, whatever they want to. So it's a combination of, yes, these are on. This is what we're watching. But it's also there's not much else live. So, you know, because Mike Greenberg was talking about that this morning. He goes. Yeah, 40 years ago, you wouldn't have seen 82 of the top 100 being uh, sporting nope. events. You would only have three channels. Where now, you watch, you go watch whatever show. I want to watch it at 3 o'clock in the morning on Netflix where the football game, I got to watch it live unless I, want, unless I get bold and find out what it happens. But speaking of checking out things live today uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern, if you want to go listen to Zandria Rhodes' show here on her debut, I don't know what it's called, but check it out. Uh, She's new on here. Uh, see what she sounds like, just like we all do. And don't forget the Coffee Club tomorrow with the shenanigans with Ira. Go listen to that at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern here on The Legend. Uh, but if you want to talk to us anytime throughout the week, uh, leave us a message, 800-693-0595, option 2, or 773-572-7715. Hit the pound key. Unless you want to hear my stories about the Vince McMahon uh, saga with the WWE now. If you want to hear that, listen to that. But uh, Or Sports Lounge at AllThingsRadio.net is another way. And, you know, hey, uh, I guess we will get on to the world of sports in the last week. The crazy right. that went on. We'll start with the NFL. We'll get to start with the games. Of course, last week we had to start with the DeMar Hamlin stuff. And we'll be talking about him later when we get to the Patriots game, Patriots-Buffalo game. But
but uh, Kansas City. But the news Las is, Vegas, but just for folks to know, the news with him is mostly good. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, he's gone back to yep. Buffalo now. He's in a hospital there, so he can be a lot closer yeah. to his family and closer to his teammates and and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, anyway, Kansas City beat Las Vegas on Saturday afternoon, thirty-one to thirteen. Mahomes uh, set the all-time yardage uh, record for a combined yardage, including receiving yards. Rick was telling me about a pass that he threw. It bounced off somebody and came back to him, and he caught it and gained six yards. So he received from himself one time. He also, of course, rushed a lot and threw a lot, and so he broke uh, Drew Brees' record from 2011. So quite another year for Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs got the number one seed. Oh, again. <laughs> again. Uh, well, if it's not the Patriots, it's the Chiefs. That's the way we look at it in the AFC. Um, Jacksonville beat Tennessee 20-16, to the same uh, score as we had on the Sunday night game. And this was a win that Tennessee got, I mean, the Jacksonville got, like the Patriots have been winning all year, with, uh, you know, the defense was playing well, their offense wasn't doing much, even though, you know, uh, Lawrence had a good second half of the season. But Josh Allen, yes, there's another Josh Allen, uh, recovered a fumble and ran it in for the touchdown, and that's how they won the game. So, you know, you win whatever way you can win, especially a game like that that the, means the division. Yeah, I kind of felt bad for Dobbs. I mean, it was only second game in, and he was playing fairly well until that yeah. fumble that cost him the game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati beat Baltimore 27-16. to 16. Uh, Anthony Brown again playing for the uh, the uh, uh, Ravens. I don't know. What are they saying about Jackson and Hundley and everybody? This Questionable. 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 And, and now you're starting to get rumors that maybe he's not pushing himself to get back because of his contract situation. Yeah, well, that's a, there's somebody. If you were going to sign somebody like that who doesn't want to play in a playoff game, uh, you have to uh, take that into consideration about how much you want to pay him, I would think. And one uh, interesting thing in that game was after after Nixon, for the Bengals scored a touchdown, he pulled a quarter out of his pants and flipped the coin like a mocking the <laughs> They might have to flip the coin the next fun. week. Yeah. Yep, there was no coin flip necessary. That's right. <laughs> uh, the old rivals, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. You know, we talk about rivals reason this league. Well, here's a big one. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Pittsburgh beat the, the Browns 28-14, to 14, and uh, they were 2-6 and six and ended up 9-8. and eight. Mike Tomlin got a, a winning, a, a non-losing season, I guess, for the 16th uh, year in a row. And, um, and you know, it, it's a credit to them. If, if you get, just gave it the two teams that deserved, and, you know, hey, you get in, you get in, you don't, you don't. It's what you do. During the season, yes, they lost to Miami. Yes, uh, uh, Detroit. The two teams that deserved to get in the playoffs that I felt bad for not getting in were the Lions and the Steelers. Well, and I think, to be honest, had the Steelers got in, they would probably give a, a not that Miami won't try, but I, I think Pittsburgh would give a better game. Well, not yeah, only yeah. that, they've got their starting quarterback, and we don't know we again do. about Miami. So who are they going right. to have, you know? And here they are. Miami beat the Jets 11-6. to That two-run <laughs> homer was in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Anyway, they, so they got a safety. See what happens, Bill, when you when those kind of plays happen? See, you yeah. end up yeah. giving up a safety, too. So uh, anyway, but uh, Miami managed to get through with the slog. And uh, uh, Skyward Thompson against uh, Joe Flacco, a, a, a marquee matchup. And, uh, you know, if the Patriots came pretty close to getting in anyway there for a while, looked like they might because uh, they were winning. But then, uh, of course, they fell behind. But the thing is, the Steelers had to struggle until the fourth quarter, and Miami just barely won that one. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But the Patriots picked up two or three draft choices. Uh, I, I, know, guess, I guess <laughs> poor, uh, poor Joe Flacco, though, he was the starting quarterback in the game. <laughs> and uh, his son was at the game in his uh, Dolphins jersey. Yeah. Okay. 
He yeah. talked. He, he told his kids that if they, if he was going to play in the last game of the season down in Miami, he'd take them. And his his son is a huge Tariq Hill fan. So oh, he had a, he was he was on the field before the game in a Dolphins uniform. Yeah, jersey. Yeah, <laughs> you're done, Dad. We're not going to worry about you anymore. <laughs> yeah. And and here was in some ways the game of the day. You know, the, the Sunday night game was too. But everybody wanted to know what happened. And this is a, an amazing story, really. Buffalo beat the Patriots 35-23, and the the uh, first play of the game was the. Uh, a return of the touchdown by Naeem Hines. Of course, the Colts couldn't use anybody like that. But um, they, uh, you know, the Patriots, there were six touchdowns, kickoff touchdowns allowed in the NFL this year, three by the Patriots. Might we need a new special teams coach? And uh, they were saying on some of the talk shows that they'd been advocating for that last year that we need a new special teams coach. The story of this game was also how when Hines returned that 96-yard punt return at the beginning, uh, DeMar Hamlin in his hospital room set off the alert because he was standing up cheering. Yeah. <laughs> he right. set off the alert. Yeah, By the right. way, Chris, you, you have a good special teams coach. He's coaching your quarterback, Joe Judge. That's right. Yeah, man, yeah. we could do that. We could move him. Yeah, what's, I mean, we don't have to necessarily change the coach. You bring in Bill O'Brien, move the other, make Matt Patricia now. You don't want to pay him coordinator money because if they get, no. uh, repl- you know, that would be terrible. Or you can pay him whatever you want because they're former head coaches. But my point is, I also heard the story why the Patriots don't necessarily do the coordinator thing because then uh, you might have to interview people, you know, to go through the Rooney Rule stuff. And so if you don't name anybody a coordinator, you didn't offer that job. You don't have to go through the rigmarole. Because Bill Belichick is like the mafia, you know, they're my boys. I want them around me, you know, and uh, that's what he does. But, he yeah. wants to recirculate everybody, you know. But on the other side of that, it's I think it's Cleveland has asked to talk to Gerard Mayo about the defensive coordinator. And since he's not the defensive coordinator for the Patriots, the Patriots can't deny it. That's correct. No. And it sounds like the Texans are asking for permission to talk to just about everybody around the league. (laughs) So if you lose by 12 points, it makes sense if you give up 14 points on the kickoff and the uh, extra points. And so there you go. There's that game. And almost every team that's in the middle of the league can talk about three or four games they could have won, would have, could have, should have. That's why you're a mediocre team and the Patriots season is over. And on to the offseason, we'll see what kind of changes they make and hopefully bring in a real offensive guru, not a coordinator, because that way they won't have to pay him as much money. Yeah. Uh, cause Wait, and, you, and you know, free, Chris, with, um, with Mac Jones, I think Zolak goes from he's great to he's not so great, he's great. He's not so great, depending yeah. on what play it is. They're going to oh, be sure. the like Colts in a few you know, years. Looking yeah. at him because there are plays. See, he's a quarterback, and he looks at him, and he does it with the other quarterback too. He'll say, "Oh, that was stupid. He didn't have his feet planted. What do you think he's going to do? Get away with that? It's kind of a throw." And he'll say, "Look, he threw that great. The receiver just didn't catch it." I, I really trust. I don't trust Olak as refereeing of the game, but I do trust him <laughs> on quarterback play, and he's very interesting to listen to. And it's very obvious as the coaching. It is not even a question. And yeah. and um, uh, Andy Bedard, I think his name was. It was on today. Just great now Greg with Bedard. Greg Bedard with uh, Felber yep. and Mass, and he just totally. It, he's got all. The statistics how many fewer touch about two-thirds as efficient to 50 percent as efficient this offense was compared to last year it's all cool. yeah but basically the same personnel they went as far as offensive touchdowns go they went from 47 last year to 31 this year right that's kind of the kind of statistic everything was 30 to 50 percent worse because of this coaching yeah. houston beat the colts 32 31 and uh no, I, I think Lovey Smith was probably getting fired anyway. I don't think they were mad that he didn't go for the number one pick because they can get the number one pick if they want to make a trade. But, you know, and the Bears don't really need a quarterback, so I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, they, who knows with the Houston ownership what they're doing. So, um, But they uh, they did blow the number one pick, and the Chicago I don't Bears. Think the, I don't think the Houston ownership, Chris, knows what they're doing. No, no they, they're don't. Not. They, they don't. They don't. 
No, Minnesota beat Chicago 29-13 to 13 to give the Bears that number one pick. The first time the Bears have had the number one pick since 1947. And it's not like the Bears have been in all kinds of Super Bowls. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't end up with the number one pick sometime or another. But uh, well, they, they didn't have it. They did tie with the Steelers for the number one pick in 1970. And for some reason, they settled it with a flip of a coin and they lost. And then the Steelers huh. drafted Bradshaw. Okay, there and, we uh, go. That's something we wouldn't have known. Yeah. I wonder what, who the uh, who the Bears got. I don't know. Somebody like Butkus or somebody real good. Um, <laughs> Washington beat Dallas twenty six to six. The one team I think everybody put in some effort except the Cowboys in this game. Yeah. This game, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. like the Cowboys didn't care what happened. You no, know, what? I, I was looking at at Twitter, of course, during the games on Sunday. One of our local play by play guys tweeted during, after that game ended. He said it wouldn't surprise me to see Dak Prescott in the playoff make a deep playoff run or flame out in the first round. He said neither yep. one would surprise me. Well, that's why the most interesting game is the Monday night game because you just don't know what's going to happen. And there's already and talk. By, and by the way, if, Jerry, Jerry said we got our butt kicked, and he said that's the fault yeah, of the head coach. Yeah, yeah and you know what? That's what, I, that's, what, that's what I was about to bring up. There, there's already talk that if they lose Monday night, McCarthy could be out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He also said that we played all our starters, so we all get to take a bite out of the sour apple. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, Sam Howell, I guess it was a team, uh, almost a team vote. And as a matter of Heineke can't, can't, went to the coach and said, hey, let Sam play, you know, because everybody else has been playing. Give Sam a chance. Sam did okay. So good for Sam. Yep. San Francisco uh, beat Arizona 38-13. I was paying a lot more attention yeah. to the Seattle game, but it looks like, you know, there was just no way. And, of course, uh, Kingsbury got fired after the game and so forth. The pretty train he, continues. The yeah. train yeah. is moving along. And yeah. uh, Seattle beat the Rams 19-16 to in a really good game. Uh, the Rams uh, really did represent, and they, they, they played did. well. And uh, Mayfield did okay. And, again, you know, now since everything's going to be up for grabs with uh, perhaps – because I forget whether you told the story on 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 this on the show or before. I always forget what we talk about before or during. But did yeah. you tell the story, uh, Perry? If you didn't, why don't you say that the, he's given permission? Yeah, uh, Sean McVay has given permission to all of his assistants to look for jobs with other teams. And right, he said right. he said even if should he decide to come back, no, you know, no no problem if you're out there looking for jobs because it it kind of sounds yeah. like he's thinking that he may take some time away from coaching. You know, people see yeah, scandalized. Yeah. How many times Vermeil did this like twice? You know, it's, it's yeah. not a big deal. You, know, you can go and come back. And uh, Vermeil had a broadcast career, came back and coached some more. And, you know, why not? Went back to broadcasting again. I mean, what's the big deal? But Seattle you know, had that yeah. game to get in, have, and they got yeah. it. Good, right? I have a little problem with a, with a guy, what, what, what McVay's doing. When you when you trade away all your draft picks and you say, that's fine. Yeah. This is the way we want it. We're going to win a Super Bowl. And they won the Super Bowl. They said, that's worth it. It was worth trading the draft picks to get the Super Bowl. But then after one bad year, you say, well, maybe I don't want to stick around and deal with this crap. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and, and it's something that should have been, I mean, they, they kind of admitted it going in is we're going to win the Super Bowl. And then, you know, fans just better prepare. Things really aren't going to be so good then. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. But the coach should have to stick it right. out. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that, that's what always bothers me. You know, the fans are there the whole time. You know, you're a, 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 I've been, you know, I, ownership can come and go, you know, and everything else. I've been a Patriots fan since they existed. So, you know, you know, what about me? Philadelphia beat the Giants 22-16. to 16, And, again, you were saying the Giants, uh, even with all the backups playing, they did a pretty good job. They did. I mean, Philadelphia was driving the ball, but they, they couldn't do anything in red zone. Obviously, they kicked like five field goals. But uh, from, from what they were saying, Rick, and I don't know if you saw saw this on the TV, but when they kept going to the Eagles for, for highlights, Mike Wick was saying that it didn't look to him like 
this was Jalen Hurts. He said he's playing, but he, he's not getting into any. He's not running really. He's not getting into any positions to take like hits. Pro ball. And no, they're basically ball. trying. Yeah. To, yeah, they're basically trying to save him. Yeah, and he also didn't look that good when he was throwing. So, I no, mean, I, feel, no, I still think no, he's he injured some. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully the two weeks will help. But yeah. he's got the bye. And, and, yeah. and, yeah. and Mike Quick also said that. Yeah. yeah. Denver beat the Chargers 31-28 in a game that, what you know, this coach of the Chargers, he's always doing these things. He played those guys oh. a long time. Yeah. They could have gotten hurt. And you know? Mike Williams did get hurt. And, uh, and now, he's, you know, now they have to turn around and play Saturday night. And so did yep. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa yep. got hurt, too. So. Okay. No, and by not. the way, um, Russell Wilson has looked pretty good since they got rid of Hackett. Yeah, he has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, he better because, again, they're kind of stuck with him. They kind of need, uh, yeah, you know, need to And, yeah, Denver can't improve because Seattle has a number five pick thanks to Denver. So there you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. No, Pete Carroll is, was, isn't going anywhere because he's got some picks. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Detroit beat Green Bay 20-16. Good for the Lions. You know, they, they – you know, it was interesting, and I don't know if you were. I was listening to the Packers. I would have listened to the Lions if it had meant something, because I, you know, right. more fun. But I, I like both. And so I listened to Wayne Larrabee and and uh, McCarron. And I don't know if you heard this, uh, Perry, but in the second quarter, and the Packers were still ahead. They were kicking field goals, but they were moving the ball some. But he said, I don't know about this game. He said the line, the Lions line is dominating on both sides of the ball. Yep. You know, and <clears> this is just not this is not a good omen for the Packers. The rumor that you hear, and I mean, this is just you know, for I listened to them a little bit, then I turned over to the. Lions and, and, and uh, Westwood won as well. Yeah. It kind of seemed like the Packers were, in a way, looking past this game, thinking, oh, we got this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it seemed like. But, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. No, a divisional rivalry, and that's what's the fun part of this weekend, when all the division, no, yep. nothing better than the Browns would have loved to knock the Steelers out. <laughs> nothing better than the Lions knocking the Packers out. You love stuff like that, because you're old rivals, you know? And, well, and you know what, that Dan whole thing goes back to with the Eagles two years ago when they didn't play, you know, and they could have yeah. helped the Giants. Well, Dan know? Campbell's always good for a, a quotable quote. His <laughs> I'll yeah. clean it up a little bit, but okay. his uh, speech before the game, he said, we're not going to the playoffs, neither are those MFers. Yeah, he, did not say, he did not say MFers, he used the whole word. I'm guessing, Bill, though, you're happy that I was able to clean that up. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I'm wondering if um, if Seattle had lost and that game was for the playoffs. I, wonder, I mean, Detroit took some chances in that game. I wonder if they would have yeah, played it the same way if, if they, you know, if they were on the line for a playoff. He often but, does. He often does. Yeah. So you and the other thing is that, you know, I, I think. Dumb... Go ahead, Rick. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just going to say, I think I, we're talking about the Lions. I think that Dayball deserves coach of the year. Um, but I, I'm afraid Campbell's going to get it because the Lions are like the sweethearts of the, of the oh, country yeah. this year. Yeah. But if you look at the rosters, I think Detroit has a lot more talent than the Giants do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they did oh. some, the Packers did some dumb things in that game. I mean, like the end of the first half when – Rasul Douglas had that 15-yard penalty. Oh, yeah. And then at yeah. the end of the game when um, – oh, I forget who the – Pushing the medical staff. Play, yeah. Pushed oh, the yeah. Raiders. And, and I guess uh, at that point I was with Westwood One and Radke and Golick were the announcers. And Ryan Radke said, you know, we've had the Packers – a couple times earlier this year and he said this guy every time we've had him this quay walker has had a very stupid 15-yard penalty he said this of course may be the worst but he said he's had a stupid 15-yard penalty every time we've had him 
You know, they weren't. Because one week you don't want to. You know, one week you don't want to push the medical staff around. It was this week. No. 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 Yeah. And you know, the, the, I'll tell you, Zolak. You know, they were they were relatively nice to him on the Green Bay broadcast. I mean, it, yeah. I don't know, nice Midwestern folks, yeah. but you know, yeah. Zolak would have been all over him about that. And, you know, if it was. And you know, well, well, and I, uh, Golak said it when he looked at the replay. He said, "I don't think that the guy thought." That it was a medical person. He said. He said. Well, I hope that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, Rick, not not to rain on your coach parade, but I also think Doug Peterson should be considered for coach of the year. I mean, look at what yeah. he did with the, with the right. same team that uh, yeah. Luke Meyer had last year. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's how good. If 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 I'm looking at the Jaguars, Peterson's done a good job, but I think probably that is what a terrible job Meyer is doing. Well, there is that yeah. too. And right, of course, also, we, uh, also, I was going to say Aaron Rodgers is going to reevaluate what well, he wants yeah. to do. Oh, oh, good. And Aaron okay. Rodgers, by the way, says that he says that he could walk away from fifty million dollars yeah. just like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know I don't, too many people who could do that. I, yeah. Well, I don't know if anybody's going to be uh, boohooing in Green Bay right now. He was a shadow of himself, just like Brady was this year, yeah. for the most part. Okay, NFL final standings. Oh, wait a minute, Chris, 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 what? Chris, Chris. Did we kick what? the NFC South out of the week? Uh, why? Did we not do the, the, we did the Houston I, we did, game with the no, Colts? No, NFC South. Saints. Saints. Oh, I guess we did. Well, they were so bad, Rick. No, I know they were bad. Yeah, <laughs> they were. Where are they here? I know they're. Did I not write them down? No, well, we, know, we know. We know that beat Carolina beat to to New Orleans ten to seven, and they got the second second place. They're in the standings here, and uh, <laughs> and Tampa Bay lost their game. I guess to Atlanta, thirty to seventeen. So every so every team in that division is under five hundred. Yeah. Yes. yes. And Tom Brady. That's why. That's why we kicked them out. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, I just forgot to write that. That was a you know. That's okay. forgettable. AFC East. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Now remember these the standings: of Buffalo and Cincinnati was one less game because that game was canceled. So Buffalo thirteen and three, Miami nine and eight, Patriots eight and nine, Jets seven and ten, AFC North, Cincinnati twelve and four. Baltimore ten and seven, Pittsburgh nine and eight. Again, another winning season, as I said. Cleveland seven and ten, AFC South, Jacksonville nine and eight, Houston seven and ten, Indianapolis four twelve and one, Houston three thirteen and one, AFC West, uh, the Kansas City fourteen and three, Chargers ten and seven, uh, Buff, uh, Las Vegas I should say six and eleven, Denver five and twelve, NFC East, Philadelphia fourteen and three, Dallas twelve and five, the Giants nine seven and one. Washington eight eight and one NFC North Minnesota thirteen and four Detroit nine and eight Green Bay eight and nine Chicago three and fourteen <laughs> NFC South Tampa Bay eight and nine Carolina seven and ten Pat- uh, New Orleans seven and ten and Atlanta seven and ten reason I said Patriots I know the Patriots are playing New Orleans in that standing game next year so uh, and, and by the way j- uh, before you get to the schedule Chris they were yeah. on WBBM the executive producer tweeted after the game that it was kind of an emotional day for her after, you know, they've had the bears for 22 years and she did it for 13 of them. So they are now going, as she said, they're now going down the dial. Yeah, they are. And in the West, San Francisco, 13 and four, Seattle, nine and eight, the Rams, five and 12, Arizona, four and 13. So the seeds, as we go into the playoffs, 
And the way it works is two play seven, one has the buy, two play seven, three play six, four play five. And the lower seed advances to the highest seed available. So whoever, if there's a couple of upsets, you know, you could see Seattle go to Philadelphia, let's say, or the Giants go to Philadelphia, whatever. That, that's how it works. There's no bracket. AFC is Kansas City number one, Buffalo two, Cincinnati is three, Jacksonville four because they're the division champions, Chargers are five. Baltimore 6, Miami 7, NFC, it's Philadelphia number 1, San Francisco 2, Minnesota 3, Tampa Bay 4, Dallas 5, Giants 6, and Seattle is 7. And the contest, our little contest, we had Pierre get a combined score and the right uh, pick on the uh, Chiefs game, I think it was. So I've yep. got two, 202, Rick has 195, Pierre has 193, right on uh, Rick's heels there. Uh, Perry 185, Robert 181, USF 181, and they're buds, so it's good they're tied. They always get along so well. Sean 180, Al 173, uh, Jerry 160, Jamal 153, Laurie 153, and King Dale 143. So there you go. That's where we go. And in the the playoffs, you'll see the numbers jump because there'll be more points available in each round for each game. So the picks get more intense. Okay, so the score, I mean the schedule, and then we'll do our pick. So at 4.30 on Saturday, we have Seattle at San Francisco on Fox. 8.15 8.15 Saturday, we have the Chargers at Jacksonville, the primetime Saturday night game. That should be a good one on NBC. That'll be on NBC. Yep. That is correct. NBC. On the 15th, Sunday at 1 o'clock, Miami at Buffalo, CBS. 4.30, don't call Rick at 4.30 Eastern time. The Giants are playing Minnesota on Fox. You'll be uh, paying attention to that. 8.15, uh, not as much luster in the Baltimore-Cincinnati primetime game, and that's also on NBC. And the Monday night game, and that's maybe the most intriguing of them all, is at 8.15 when Dallas goes in and plays uh, uh, Raiders future quarterback Tom Brady. So I there you not. go. I hope and, and, of course, it, it, you know, and if you just take the records, Jerry wasn't too pleased that they have to go to an under 500 team either. Yeah. But and, it, is, it is what it is. He should have known that. And by, and by the way, that game is going to be on ABC and ESPN, the Monday That's night right. game. Yeah. So the and first game. I knew. I knew that game was either going to be the Sunday night game or the Monday night game. I already yeah, knew. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Right? Okay. And so we got. They'll also have the Manning cast and several other. We got Baltimore. San Francisco yeah. at, at Seattle. I mean, Seattle at San no. Francisco yeah. for the first game. And I'm picking the 49ers. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the. I don't think that one's going to be close. Up. I don't think that's going to be close either. Cody really loves George Kittle. I don't know what it is. Yes, he does. You know, yeah. Rick, that, that's an Iowa, Iowa State thing. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wow. That's okay. not to love, yeah. Right, Is everybody, we can save a little time. Everybody picking San Francisco? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. We've got uh, the Chargers at Jacksonville. I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, I'm, I am too, Dad. Despite Staley, I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think I, I'll I, pick I, Jacksonville. Bill's taking okay. Jacksonville? Yeah. I, I, right. can't, I can't trust Staley. I'm taking the Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going with Jacksonville. I'm going with Jacksonville right. also. Well, that should be split like it should be. Okay. For uh, I, everybody want to pick Buffalo on Sunday against Miami? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No matter whether two is back or what, I think they'd still beat yeah. them anyway. But, you know. Even if, he's back, he would, even, back. If he's, even if he's back, he's going to be rusty. Yeah. yeah. And he's not beating Buffalo anyway. No. Um, yeah. All right. Giants in Minnesota. I'm taking the Giants. <laughs> You know, all year I said this is this is great. You know, I expected four wins. If they can get into the playoffs, anything else is gravy. I don't expect them to do anything. I'm taking the Giants. I think I I, I can just see this. You know, the scenario at the end of the game where they talk about how Minnesota all year was 11 and 0 in one score games, and then they lose a one score game in the playoffs. Probably on a 
missed field goal by Joseph to make up oh, for that right. 61 yard of that beat. That's right. That's right. I will take the Vikes at home. I think they. I think they. It's going to be close, but I think they get the home game. Bill. Oh, um. That game again was who? I'm sorry, I was fixing. Giants, 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 and, the Vikings. The Vikings. Giants and Vikings. Oh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Okay. Robert? I, um, I'll take the Vikings as well, Sean. And I'm going with the Vikings also. Okay. Oh. Well, good announcers there with uh, Paul Allen and Bob Poppy. Can't go wrong yeah, on the oh, yeah. yeah. oh, no. probably And probably Westwood One will give you a bigger name crew for that game, too. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. in a lot of ways, because that's the traditional big football Sunday kind of game. That's like your second game. When you put when you put there, that, that shows a lot of interest in that game, too. You know? so you're, probably gonna get, you're probably going to get it. I would think you get a Kevin Harlan or uh, somebody yeah. like that for that game. Yeah. I bet Kevin does Monday night. I bet it's Ryan Radke and that crew. Or yeah, it could the, be Ryan. Well, he might have to do something. Or Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. It might be Iron Eagle, too. Iron Eagle, New York. Yep, good, good yeah. idea. Everybody picking the Bengals over the uh, yes. the Ravens? Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, I over with. Okay, and I'm picking uh, Dallas to beat Tampa Bay. I, You know, Dallas, I think they, they the speed of their defense is a lot better at home on artificial turf. I don't, they don't have a good record this year on grass. Brady is seven all lifetime against Dallas. So I'm taking Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, I will take that. This, uh, this is the one I just don't have any feel for. I uh. will take Dallas because I think people just want to see Dallas do something. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Um, Dallas. Robert. Um, no, Bill. No, Bill. Oh, Bill. I did Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, okay Bill. Um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay uh, uh, because Rick is right. Dallas's defense plays a lot better at home than they do on the road. And, uh, you know, who can I say? Sean? Uh, I don't know. This is tough. I don't like it Brady, is. but I don't like da- I don't like Dallas either. <laughs> I don't like Dallas. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Dallas for this one game. Yeah, I'm going to go for Dallas. So. Okay. okay. All right. So let's see we got for NFL stories. we got uh, John Murphy, unfortunately, the voice of the Buffalo Bills, had a stroke over the weekend, over New Year's weekend, and he's recovering at home. So Chris Brown was the name of the guy that you heard call those those uh, kickoff returns. And he did he did good. I haven't actually I heard him do. He did, yeah, I thought he did well. Yeah, he did well on that. And, and I'm going to listen to some Buffalo. And uh, I didn't, you know, obviously I was listening to the Patriots, but I'm going to do that during the playoffs and see how he does. But he sounds pretty good. John Murphy goes all the way back. He used to work with Van Miller as his color man, uh, you know, three men in the booth back in the 90s. So he's been around a long time. So we hope he, he gets better. Sounds like he's a nice guy. Uh, and uh, so let's see. We have Tennessee lost their last seven games. There were a lot of streaky uh, situations yeah, in this year, more than I ever remember. Yeah. Tennessee lost seven in a row. Miami won their first three, lost their next three, won their next five, lost their next five, and won the last game. So, you know, what kind of craziness is that? We, we always marvel. Rick and I always remember the Giants of 69 who won their first three, lost eight, and won their last three. But a lot of teams did this stuff this year, you know, and usually it isn't like that at all. So uh, let's see. who else. What else we got? In the, Tua was, uh, uh, you know, uh, Geno Smith passed uh, Russell Wilson for the all-time passing uh, for yeah. the season. With the Seattle. Yeah. Kind of surprised. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we kind of already mentioned, but Lovey Smith was fired by Houston. And, of course, who the heck knows what they're going to do. And Naheem Hines had 11th. He was the 11th player with two kickoff returns for touchdowns. And he was the first in 2010. Naturally, because yeah, the they changed game. the kickoff rules. But in the, in the same game. game. In the same game. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and... Uh, and I told you there were six in the league, 
trio allowed by the Patriots. And, of course, the other one was the difference in the Vikings game. So oh, you can go over Again, for all these middle-of-the-road teams, you can go back and find four or five games you could have won and four or five maybe you should have lost. Uh, Brady's first losing season, as I said, ever in high school, college, as, as the primary starter. So, you know, that, that's something. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, of course, fired by Arizona. And this is ridiculous. They are going to give uh, Kyler Murray input into the hiring of this coach. Uh, input, okay. Little input, fine. But not, well, I don't have, the owner comes out, Robert, you said, I think, says, well, I don't have a general manager, so I'll have uh, Kyler right be in the middle of this uh, this interviewing uh, that, process. That, that, that's what he said in the article I read in Bleacher Report yesterday. Uh, since he does not have a GM yet, he's going to be interviewing GMs, uh, including Jerry Reese, the former Giant GM. But I have a feeling that that's a dumpster fire, and whoever he hires as a GM is going to have to be a yes man and agree to whatever he wants. Or what Kyler wants. Well, you know, once you get in there, you can do with kind of what you want. But I don't understand this owner's fascination with he got rid of this coach because the coach couldn't work with the quarterback he requested and get it get him anywhere. And now, you know, you're going to bring in a, the, somebody who, who's you're forcing to work. I'm not saying he can't have a little input. A lot of the stars have input on some of this stuff nowadays. It's just yeah. the way it is. And yeah. you know who did the first, who was the first, I was thinking about this, and we've said it before, but in a different context, who was the first person to do it this way, to have a player uh, consider? Magic consider? Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yep. Yeah. No, but our back with Bill Russell. Red oh, Red yeah. said, who is, the, who is the player, who is the yeah. coach who could motivate my best player the best? Yep. That is Bill Russell. Can motivate yeah. Bill Russell. And, and by the yeah, way, Chris, the rumor that is out there is that uh, Kingsbury may be brought in with uh, the Patriots. I heard that, but I can't. That's not. <laughs> I don't think he's in the club. I think they'll rearrange yeah. the, the, uh, the decks on uh, the chairs, chairs on the deck. And remember one other thing with Arizona: <laughs> Kyler Murray had um, uh, ACL surgery. He's Correct. not even going to be. He's not even going to be ready to start the season. No. So nope. he's going to. He's going to pick the coach. But yet he's not going to be ready to play for the coach. Yeah, you know, no. come on, give me a break. So this is they're heading off to you know three and thirteen land, three and fourteen yeah. land. Uh, Jamal yeah. Williams broke Barry Sanders' record for single season uh, rushing with seventeen touchdowns for the Lions. That's that's kind of a, I knew he was doing well, but boy. And, and uh-huh. Steve Kyles will leave as GM, as we said with Arizona, and we talked about Kyler having all this input uh, for so. his health. I mean, it's become a health issue. Well, if I had to deal yeah. with Kyler and Kingsbury, I'd probably leave too. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Any more NFL stuff before we go to college? Uh, Jonathan, they announced today that Jonathan Taylor is going to get another opinion from another doctor, and he may be facing surgery. Okay. Yeah, they probably have the same doctors as the as the Red Trouble story. Yeah, yeah. Right. story. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. The latest surgery told about July there, Jonathan. Yeah. That's about yeah. what the Red Talk do. Okay. Any other NFL notes? Just well, one quick one. The guy that they not only was this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on guys. Oh, Bill, okay. go ahead. Just one real quick one here. Zach Moss, who was the player that was traded when they traded to Buffalo, they sent Zach Moss back. He had over a hundred yards rushing Sunday. So both both players had a pretty good game, though. Yep. You will mm-hmm. admit had a much better game with yep. those big touchdown returns. But they just goes to the point I'm trying to make is maybe you don't need a Jonathan Taylor or superstar runner. You can plug and play these runners because they don't their shelf life doesn't seem to be that's right. Real long. No, I don't no, it isn't. Uh Pierre, if you want to unmute, we would be able to hear you and then we better get these other sports because we're already an hour in. Five, five o'clock, yep. Go ahead, uh, Pierre. 
Oh, Pierre. I guess. Okay, we'll come back when Pierre right. is ready. We'll so, come back. well, not only uh, everybody knows that Georgia beat TCU sixty-five to seven, and uh, they're now that's their fourth championship. They won one in forty-two and eighty with Herschel Walker, and then twenty-one and twenty-two now. And it's the first time someone won two in a row in the playoff uh, era. And um, yep. the thing is, it was the widest margin of any bowl game in, you know, Division One yep. history, any bowl game. So even some of the wow. ridiculous matchups <laughs> Notre Dame went and had their heads handed to them various places. UConn even did better against Oklahoma than that. I mean, come on. I will, st- I will still say, though, and I, I think, Sean, you would agree, even though they got bombed last night, I can't tell you that if, fill-in-the-blank team would have been the team they would have done much better against Georgia. No, no, the way Georgia played last night, they woke up. They woke up, and they they realized, hey, whoa, we almost blew it against Ohio State, and the field goal got us here. Then they remembered who they were. They remembered their height, and they got there because, like I said, uh, Max Max Duggan threw more interceptions in last night's game than he did the entire season. He did, Mm -hmm. and I guess um, after the Ohio State game, Probably what you probably should have known this was coming after that game because apparently uh, Kirby Smart pulled Stetson Bennett aside and told him, "Look, you have to be better." Yeah, and, and usually, yeah. usually if you're a competitor, when your coach pulls you aside and says, "Look, you have to be better," that's generally a, a hint that you're going to play pretty well the next game. Yeah, yeah. And Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett, and Lamar Jackson are the same age. Well, tell you, wow, that's amazing. So, um, you know, talking about, and I know they're Texas Christian University, but I hope the TCU fans got bombed too, because that's about the only thing you can do in a situation <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, they so certainly Mattress, got they certainly got wet. Yeah. yeah. And Pierre, Mac, if you want to go ahead and start unmuting, we'll get to you in just a second. Mattress Mac lost his one point five million, uh, so he's Ooh. wins a, wins a big one and he loses a big one. So what are you going to do? Uh, I wish so, I had he, that. I wish I could do that just once. Throw money around yeah. like that. <laughs> let's see what Pierre has to say. Yeah, let's see if, uh, if we can hear him this time. Yeah, thank you, Ken. I can. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, no, uh, last week uh, uh, the Broncos got permission from the Saints to interview Sean Payton. But my question is, with no draft choices in Denver, why would Sean Payton want to go there? Free agents. Free, yep. He may, and, J- and Jim you know, Harbaugh is also up for that job. He he may not you know he may not want to. I'm not saying that's the ideal place to go. That's the kind of thing. Do you want to go to the Rams? No. Do you want to go to Denver? No. But then again, if you can get it done somewhere like that, and you've got uh, you know especially the Rams, you got to attract a place people like L.A. So can you bring in some free agents and, and do some other finagling and maybe get get things done in an environment like that? You'll be a legend. Let alone you know it's like Theo winning for the Red Sox and the Cubs. You know you've right. talked about forever. So, you know, another thing is that whoever gets New Orleans is going, um, whoever gets Peyton is going to have to compensate New Orleans, right? So there's, they are. there's more yes. more draft picks that Denver's probably not going to have. That's right, and the Rams won't don't have any either. So uh, you know, yeah. you have to think about uh, that. Well, if Denver does, you know, New Orleans wants a first round draft choice. Well, if Denver doesn't have one, then right. they <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, you know, with, you this thing, with this swing with Sean McVay, you know, thinking that he may go to TV, just because you go to TV 
does not mean yeah. you're going to be successful. Just ask Drew nope. Brees how nope. that worked out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one other thing to consider with uh, both the Rams and, and Denver, well, especially Denver, uh, I forget the total details of the Russell Wilson trade, but mm. I think Seattle has mm. number one pick from Denver for, what, the next three years? Something like that. Something yeah, like that, yeah. Okay. Bobby Petrino will be the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher, so that should be exciting. I, I He's got a motorcycle deal. He's got a motorcycle deal already. Yeah. And Texas fired uh, Chris Beard as the basketball head coach because of, he could be facing uh, the felony charges for the domestic violence, so we'll see what happens. Him with, with cause is what they're saying. With cause. And Rodney Terry is the head coach for this year, and they're already talking. If he wins, there's people that would like to consider him along with possibly Eric Musselman and Jay Wright. Some people are saying uh, Calipari, but I hope not. Yeah, I mean, Jay Wright kind of, I think, uh, well, maybe he'll, he won't, you know, he'll have an itch to come back. But Jay Wright, you know, kind of walked yeah. away from it. Just thought coaching was getting well, too crazy. Well, and Jay, and Jay Wright and seems to be, he seems to be having a lot of fun because they have him with, um, Sometimes during the week on CBS SN and then on the weekend, they have him with Tom McCarthy and uh, Bill Raftery. Yeah. The, oh, he seems, like to, be having, he like seems to be having yeah. fun with that. But, but yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, I think Rodney Terry will probably come in and we'll see more. You know, if he does well, I think they're going to consider him. He, he's one, you know, he's only lost one game. Uh, you know, since taking over, and then they beat can't they beat Oklahoma? As Craigway said, we're undefeated in Oklahoma this year. <laughs> uh, NCAA committee came forward with a well, and this is just one of those things that uh, number wonks because uh, Sean's right. They brought up the number of having 90 teams uh, in the 24-25 NCAA season, so that about 25 percent could get in. I think what you would do if you did it. You, because they just want some number like that. You could do 96, have a double buy for the 48, yeah. and have the other 48 play, you know, the other two rounds or something like that. But whatever. Well, I think the more that, in all honesty, and I, it's money, we know all that, but in all honesty, the more you expand it out, you're just going to water it down. Yeah, that's right. I think what they would talk about doing if they did that, because the 96, where you do 24 teams in each region, then your top eight seeds would get the buy, and then nine, 24, and they yeah, would yeah. eliminate the they would eliminate the NIT. They are. They what, would. So yeah. you know, we'll yeah. we'll see. I, you know, who knows? We'll see if that even yeah. happens. Um, yeah. Another yeah. note, Chris. Uh, Chris, another note here. Jim Harbaugh. Pierre wanted me to hit on this real quick. Jim right. Harbaugh and the University of Michigan are under investigation for unspecified violation. And apparently with Harbaugh, it's not even the violations that he's really being critiqued on. It's that he tried to hide them after they were uncovered. So the cover up is always worse than the crime. Yeah. That's correct. Cover up is always worse. Yeah. So um, and yeah, so they'll if they're going to do that, they have to decide by January of next year, 24, to, to put it into effect. So, and I'll just run down, Sean had the whole 25, but I'll run down the top 10 in college basketball. We'll try to do this every week if he can get them, because that'd be good. Because, you know, just to who's in the mix, what's going on. Basketball, Houston's number one, Kansas two, three is Purdue, four is Alabama, five, Tennessee, six, UConn, seven, UCLA, eight, Gonzaga, Arizona is nine, and 10 is Texas. So there you go. Yeah, right. and no Kentucky, no Indiana, no no North Carolina in the top twenty-five, and Duke is all the way down at twenty-four. So out of your and, and for those yeah. and for those who follow such things, keep your eye on Kentucky. Calipari 
is really uh, the the fan base is really on the outs with him. They're not winning big games. Yeah, they are. And everything. So keep keep your eye on that. It might be time for him to jump to the pros. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Baseball. Wayne Randazzo will leave the Mets and radio and go with the Angels Television to work with Mark Ubiza. He'll continue to do his Apple TV stuff. But uh, you know that's uh, that's what he's going to. The other play-by-play guy is Matt Vasgersian with the Angels. And so that opens up the uh, job for the Mets. And Rock, Roxy Bernstein is, uh, you know, applying. And uh, so we'll see. He's uh, one of the applicants uh, uh went to Cal and did Cal football and, I guess, and basketball and uh, Giants for a year. And he, I guess uh, Dave Fleming replaced him. And, and he's worked for ESPN at PN also. So he's got a resume. So we'll see what happens now, what, with that. What, what his occupation is, Chris, I don't know. But the Mets announced yesterday they've hired former catcher J.P. Aaron Sebia. What his what he's doing, whether it's radio or something else, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, but okay. Uh, no, Roxy's also filled in for the A's and you know, yeah. done things like that. So okay. Know. Do you think he's pretty good, Robert? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's very good on baseball and very good on hockey. Those are his two best. And he did some college basketball earlier this year because in that tournament, got, you know, that that Iowa State was in, yeah. he was yeah. paired with. Um, Bill, Bill Walton. Uh, Bill Walton. Bill Walton. You, know, you know he must be able to concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how, he, how he and he can relate to doing hockey and baseball. That's what they love. Yeah. So yes. there you go. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers designated for assignment Trevor Bauer, but the Dodgers will have to pay him about $22 million this year. So that's, that's just correct. the way it goes. And uh, we mentioned Raphael Devers. And Jim uh, Bowden, by the way, Chris, thinks that yeah. um, because of the situation with that, Mm-hmm. He doesn't think any other team is ever going to take a chance on Bauer again. He said you, that would be hard to sell. He's a loose cannon anyway, yes. even if on a good day. So, uh, you know, yeah. there's a, there is that. He's done a lot of crazy. What was it? He got into – what was that accident? He, he uh, Wasn't he the one, um, I think, at Kansas City when Tito went to take him out when he was with the Indians? He turned around and, and threw the ball from the mound clear into the center field bleachers. Yeah, yeah, he threw it over the fence. Yep. Yeah, but he also did – with the Indians, he had some kind of an accident, which it was a really yeah, stupid was a thing dr- to do, dr- whatever he did. It was a drone accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Raphael Devers got 11 years for uh, 30, uh, 332 million, and will run from 23 to through 33. Huh? 331. Well, I've heard oh, 332. 332. 332. Yeah. Oh, it is 30. Okay. Robert, it's only a million dollars. What are you worried about? <laughs> and okay, and so he'll be. Uh, they ripped up the little deal they had for the one year of this year, 23. So it's 23 through 33. He'll be there, and I guess he will now play third base and second because we just already told you about Trevor's story. He's got to run all over the field and do everything now. Uh, the Cubs have a one-year uh, league minimum deal with uh, Eric Hosmer because uh, that was the the Red Sox turned that uh, freebie down, so Cubs picked it up. And that's uh, going to be what they're going to do there is um, he'll DH sometime, and uh, then he'll play first should Matt Mervis come up and struggle. Okay. Which obviously, you know, he's going to at some point. You know that's going to happen. Rookies always do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Seattle signed A.J. Pollock one year for $7 million. Uh, They played for the White Sox, Dodgers, and Arizona before that. Philadelphia uh, acquired uh, Gregory Soto, a relief pitcher from Detroit, and Cody Clemens went back to the Phillies. Said he's an infielder, uh, Robert. Yes. Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember what position he played. Yeah, he played. I think he was playing second for the Tigers some of the time. Yeah. So he'll be with the Phillies. How much he'll play, I don't know, because he was in and out of the Tigers lineup. So he might be a, a utility guy, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And uh, but he's now going to be with the Phillies. Um, 
And uh, uh, Nick Eaton goes back, to an outfielder, and Mac, uh, Matt Verling. Ver- Matt Verling. Verling, yeah. And, Jay, and, then, and uh, uh, A.J. Hinch said he really likes Verling. He said, I, I think we can get, you know, we can get some more out of him. Okay. All right. And, uh, and then uh, Liam Hendricks was diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma. So it will be out indefinitely. It's at the beginning right. of the year, but it's the mildest form of lymphoma. Who wants lymphoma? But if you've got it, that's the one to get, I guess. And the White Sox were trying, I guess, to trade him. So clearly that's not going to happen. Nope. No. And, oh. so and we had... when healthy, he's a very good closer. Right. And uh, we have the resolution of the Carlos Correa thing that we talked about last week. He ended up we signing think, with We minutes. think. We think, pending a physical. Uh, But the (laughs) Twins already kind of know where the bodies are buried, so it should be all right. Carlos Correa signed a six-year for uh, $200 million, and then with uh, vesting options and games played and, uh, you know, incentives, four more years, which could take it to 10 years for $270 million. And and apparently the the, um, – Mets only wanted to guarantee him six and 157. I could have told the Mets that Scott Boris would never accept that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and so it's the rich, richest uh, since Joe Maurer that the uh, you know twin, twins that have ever done. Uh, and Brandon uh, Belt, one year for nine point three million with Toronto, first baseman formerly of the Giants. Yes. And uh, so, do we have and any no, more uh, baseball? I, I don't. Uh, uh, I don't know how much the Blue Jays are going to get out of him, Chris, because Brandon has been a very good player for a number of years, but he's become extremely injury prone, and he's got bad knees. Well, so that's why they've just I, given I really, him the one year. No. Yeah. yeah. The, um, I know nobody watches the Red Sox on nothing but me, but Tony Maserati yesterday announced that the Red Sox have not asked him back this year. Yes, and uh, of course they were making it into a thing like he's been too critical and blah blah blah. But you didn't think he was on the? He didn't you think, uh, Rick? You said I think one time that he did the game differently than he does the talk show. He wasn't. As oh yeah, I mean he was probably the most uh, critical color man they had on you know many they used last year but he was nowhere near like he was on the on the talk show yeah i think did you guys hear this weird story apparently and i don't have a name but the daughter of dennis eckersley yes oh yes she hid she had a a baby and hid the baby in a in an area and after about an hour took the police to the to the child and uh said that the boyfriend made her do it and this yeah, and this, but she's, she's facing yeah, she's got some, mental she's, issues. She's been she's facing some yeah. pretty severe, pretty severe charges for that. Though she I is, well, yeah, she was. Apparently, she suffers from severe mental illness. She does. So. Yeah, she was living in the woods in New Hampshire, and this time of year, that's not great. And she left no. the baby in a tent in the woods you know, yeah. for like an hour. And then they did get yeah. the baby, and I guess uh, they're they're dealing. But the baby, she they, she's adopted uh, for whatever that's worth. But she is yeah. adopted. But you know, it's just you know, and you think back to Jerry Remy's son. Who Jerry Remy's son. Murder, yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, and I mean, obvi- obviously, you you hope that you know whatever happens happens. But you know, if, if there are, and it sounds like there are, if there are mental issues. You know, you oh, hope yeah. that she can get those dealt get with. Get some help. Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple of NBA and NHL stories. Any more baseball before we move nope. on? Nope. All right, NBA. Uh, Kevin Durant is going to be out for a month. He's got a sprained MCL in his knee. So that's uh, and uh, the NBA trade deadline is February 9th, which is a th- Thursday before the All-Star game. It used to be right after the All-Star game, but they're doing it yeah. uh, that way now. And the NHL trade deadline is uh, March 3rd, Friday. And there certainly have been, uh, Robert was wondering about that. There certainly have been Friday trade deadlines. I remember last year's baseball one was on a Friday. So, you know, you yeah. get them when you get them, you know, it kind of. 
is what it is for that and, kind of uh, stuff. And Steph Curry might play tonight against Phoenix, or he'll definitely return Friday when they go to the Alamo Dome to help set the NBA attendance record when the Warriors play first. Okay. All right. And any other NBA or NHL notes before we do these long-awaited obituaries? Uh, no. Let's huh? get them done. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, they, because they're two all-time greats. You know, we held them over. Sometimes you say, oh, forget about this. And we had some other people uh, really quickly. Bill Campbell, who uh, pitched for the Red Sox, died. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, you know, was their first big free agent acquisition. In and he did a lot of, he did a lot of uh, radio for ESPN. And I think he yeah. did TV for the Rockies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, but yeah, Bill Campbell Soup, as they called Soup. him here, yep. and uh, he was with the Red Sox from '77 through '81. Was with the Cardinals and the Cubs, and uh, the Twins, of course, started out with them. But Pele, 82 years old, he won uh, World Cups for uh, uh, Brazil in '58, '62, and '70. He uh, he was played for Santos FC from '56 through '74 in Brazil, and then the Cosmos from the uh, New York uh, New Jersey New York Cosmos in the North American Soccer League, the predecessor to the uh, Major League Soccer we have now from 75 through 77. And I'll tell you what, I remember those games were on WNEW, and I used to listen to those games. They had big crowds. People would go to see those games because of Pele. He had 1,279 goals in 1,363 games in his uh, uh, career, and it's a world record. And he died of colon cancer, had been treated since 2021. And the other notable death was Kathy Whitworth, 83 years old, uh, a pro uh, golfer, of course, from December of 58, and she retired in 2005. She had 88 LPGA tournament uh, wins, most for either men or women, and she the first win in 62, and her last was in 85. Uh, he, she won six majors, the 67 Western Open, the uh, 65 and 66 uh, title holders. Of course, they have different uh, names for theirs, you know, for various reasons. L, uh, LPGA champ in uh, 67 and 71 and 1975. She was the money winner eight times. She was the first female to win on $1 million and the seven times LPGA uh, Player of the Year and the LPGA, LPGA Hall of Fame in 75 and the World Golf Hall of Fame in 1982. She collapsed at a Christmas Eve party with a bunch of friends. You know, she uh, was there with her partner and they, she collapsed on Christmas Eve, but Hopefully she went really quick, and that's what you want to do. You know, Christmas Eve, she was healthy, at a party, you know, so she was doing okay. And then all of a sudden, uh, that was a tough night to go, Christmas Eve, for the, everybody no else. But <laughs> but it's still uh, kind of, you know, just want to do your thing until you don't. And um, so never won the U.S. Uh, Women's Open. And she was the AP Female Athlete of the Year in 65 and 1967. And Sam Snead had 82 wins in the, in the men. And Tiger also had 82. I didn't realize Tiger and Sam Snead were tied for the top of the uh, male winner board. But apparently they are. That's what the story said on Kathy Whitworth. But, you know, I'm not one to compare, um, you know, the men and the women. You know, the men women's basketball record is better than the men's or, you know, to do that. They're different sports. But to dominate, what I look at is to dominate your sport. When UConn got all those wins. Wins for you know the women. That's just as good as UCLA. They didn't get quite as many championships, but it's similar to what UCLA did in the men, and that's fine. It's two different things. Yeah, she was a pioneer in her in in women's golf. She's one of the one few names that the casual fan knew back in the day. Yeah, Mickey Wright, Kathy Whitworth, Betsy Rawls. Those are the names yeah. that I remember. You know, when I was yeah. a kid. 
So anyway, so those we did, poor Pele and Kathy. It took them took us a couple weeks, but we got them done. All right. Anything hey. else anybody needs to bring up before we move along to our rest of our week? Let's no, uh, call good. in. Uh, hold on. Let's call oh. in. Uh, Got any calls? Gina. Gina wants to come in. And oh, we do Gina have nine, We do have nine about... minutes. So if anybody wants to talk about yes. anything, Gina, we do have Gina nine wants minutes. to come in and talk about her, uh, her uh, Seahawks, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yes. Would, would, that did, be it? would that be it, Jeannie? You want to you know? the Seahawks? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to say that I am so glad the Detroit Lions won Sunday night. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think people, you know, had nothing against, it's nothing against the Seahawks. It's just the way the Lions played all year, and the Seahawks had that bad stretch in the middle. But, hey, they won. You never know what game is going to be important. They won that game in, in Detroit, 48 to 45 or whatever, in the middle of the season. That's why they got in. You know, yeah. So that's fine. You know, it, the rules are what they are. But I think people, for just sentimental favorites, and people, it's like the sentimental favorite to win the Super Bowl now is Buffalo, and then maybe the second pick is the Bengals around the country. You know, just neutral people would like to see Buffalo win it for Demar. Maybe Cincinnati to get a chance to come back and win it if, if Buffalo can't. Something like that. But Seattle deserved to get in, and they got in. And I think I feel worse about Miami getting in than you know because they're coming in as a shell. At least Seattle's got their team together and can give. They'll do the best they can against San Francisco. I don't think yeah. they're going to win it, but at least they'll give them a, I th- a fight. I think if they're, I think San Francisco, if they could have, they probably would have preferred to play Green Bay because Seattle actually competed pretty well when they played them. They did. So yeah, they did. I think they prob- Seattle's going to probably... win because we're used to playing in the rain. That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, <laughs> and, and I mean, like I say, for the 49ers, they probably would. And I mean, they know as much as well as everybody. Aaron Rodgers is not Aaron Rodgers as he used to be. And they're talking about all this weather, uh, Gina. Are you experiencing a lot of that rain too? No. This is where that's no. Weird. They're too. They're way up. Well, they're had, way up um, north. They're way north. We've had high winds. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've had high winds. In fact, on Monday, when um, you know Sean and some of us were on another program, mm-hmm. we had lost wireless because of high winds. Wow. Uh, we lost our power for about thirty seconds, and then we lost wireless for a while. That was kind of fun. <laughs> by the by, the way, speaking of power, Gina, that's why that program ended yesterday. There was a power outage. Yeah. So it wasn't anything that will certainly was It wasn't anything you said, Gina. No matter what you said, nobody heard it, so it's okay. Don't you think, though, Gina? That'll certainly do it. Is when the power goes out, program. That's right. Yep. Well, yeah, well, we, cool, but I was glad it was that and not something happened to Bill. Yeah. No, Bill's fine. I'll tell you what, we used to have a, a DJ, a cool guy named Norm Nathan, who used to call uh, our area the Aruba of the North. And I'm telling you, compared to all the weather everybody has around the country, we are. We're dodging all kinds of bullets, all kinds of snowstorms and cold weather and everything else. We're pretty happy up here. You might get it towards yeah, Chris. Yeah. From what I'm hearing, maybe by the end of next week, the Northeast might get a snowstorm. Okay. Well, that's all right. Yeah. We got, we'll you know, it's funny. We got one of the most uh-huh. forgotten blizzards, like, um, on last, uh, 29th of January last year, like 17, 18. 18 inches. Nobody even remembers it now. You know, whatever. People just like move along. I was actually listening to your area on the scanner um, the next day after we were on, you know, when that blizzard was happening. It kind of made for some exciting listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it can get crazy. All right. Yep. All right okay, I'm going thanks, now. Tina. There you go, Sean. All right. All right. Well, folks, uh, hey, don't forget tonight, tune, tune in, see what the Zandria Road Show sounds like. I'm kind of curious at 7 o'clock Eastern. We might just see. Just curiosity. Hey, we don't know. We'll find out just like you. But if you want to listen to this podcast, remember, download it, legendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773 773- 
572-3006. Option number nine for Sports Knowledge Live. Option eight for All Things Radio. Option seven for the Coffee Club, which you can also hear tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Listen to what's going on with Ira. Check that out at 9 a.m. Eastern or download it at uh, Wednesday Coffee or tell your smart speaker to play Wednesday Coffee from Apple Podcasts and you'll be able to find out what's going on. And next week we'll be in another round of the playoffs and who knows what else. So we'll see you then.